My three top dishes that I love to eat personally is chillins, lumpia, and baked turkey wings smothered in gravy. You feel me? I'm just me and this is what I love. I just love all kinds of food. You know, food is therapeutic and healing just like music is therapeutic and healing. Welcome to the Meals That Made Me from First We Feast. I'm Adam Richmond, your host and resident gastronaut. The meals that we make, enjoy, and share are the heart of who we are. In this series, you'll hear from 10 guests across the culinary world sharing funny, illuminating, and touching stories prompted by their most meaningful food memories. And maybe you'll even be inspired to make a few memorable meals of your own. So let's dive in. First we feast familiar with me today is a multi-platinum hip-hop icon who is no stranger to anyone in the Bay Area, to anyone who has been listening to hip-hop since the 90s, to anyone with an Instagram account, to anyone who's ever sprinkled it, been told when to go, who doesn't have dreads but think about getting some, to everyone who's ever decided to say yup or nope to the choices in their life. He was a James J. Hogan Spartan, a Grambling State University Tiger, and has musically collaborated with his sister, uncle, cousin, and sons. An entrepreneur, founder of the Intelligent Drifters, most valuable players, the Click, the label Sick With It Records. He's released 28 studio albums, including the Revenue Retrieve and Block Brochure, and, of course, the Sharp on All Corners series. Over the course of his 33-year career in the music industry, he has collaborated with fellow hip-hop heavyweights such as Tupac, Snoop Dogg, Kendrick Lamar, Big Sean, Ice Cube, Too Short, Lil Wayne, G-Eazy, 2 Chains, YG, Tech 9 Gucci Mane, Master P, as well as newer legends like Devin the Dude and I Am Sue, among many others. However, even though this man's been talking about Gouda, Wonder Bread, cheese graters, marinating, thawing, cupcaking, and broccoli long before Yachty and Drum did, and even though none of those were actually references to food, he's also known these days as a tycoon known as the goon with the spoon, selling ice cream, burritos, sausages. He also has a selection of wines bearing his name, as well as a range of spirits, including a very powerful tequila called Iquarenta. To some people, he is Earl Stevens. To some people, he is Fody Water. To some people, he is Mr. Flamboyant, the mailman, E. Feezy, Fonzarelli, TKA, Charlie Hustle. It's Vallejo's favorite son. To me, he's my friend and the maker of some of the best damn fried rice ever. The legend, the Don, the goon with the spoon. Please welcome E-40. Yay! <laughs> that was a hell of an intro, Adam, for real, my friend. I appreciate it, fam. I owe it to you, man. And that's the thing, you know, it's, this show has always, you know, it's brought me in contact with so many people I admire. And what I think is so remarkable is that, you know, to know you, to know the great husband you are, the great father you are, it's so weird that I always have to remember, like, that's still the E-40 that you saw on the rap page. This is 94. <laughs> like, that's still, that's the guy on Rapper's Ball. That's the guy that you were, you know, throwing your hair around and learning what hyphy meant. Mm -hmm. And it's just so, so remarkable. Now, for those of you who don't know, 
Mr. Earl Stevens and I actually became acquainted through a music festival in Napa called Bottle Rock, and we performed together on the uh, Williams-Sonoma Culinary Stage. And he, I thought I was cool. He already had deep links into Williams-Sonoma. They sent a bunch of boxes. I said, wow, y'all generous. They're like, no, this is for Earl. And they brought like, <laughs> the, the illest like selection of appliances. And then he is... I mean, just when he takes the stage, you kind of understand the difference between a performer and a legendary performer. And he started, they just were playing Snap Your Fingers as just an intro song. So then I didn't expect you to start actually singing with it. And I got so hyped. I literally, I hit the wall, did a spin, and I dropped into a split that I was not ready for. And I tore my hamstring. You did that. You did that split. I was like, this dude was flexible. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So let's start up about how your upbringing brings a role in the food you make and are producing. So you grew up in the V, as you say, Vallejo, across the bay from San Francisco. You grew up loving the hot tamales of Mr. Jimmy's, a.k.a. the Beverly Food Center. Best tamales in the world. Mm-hmm. Now, people may not know this about you, but much like me, you had a single mom background, hustling, working three jobs. You know, you fed your siblings. Shout out to Sugar T, Young, Muggsy, and D-Shot. But you have roots in the South. Yeah. Because in uh, Louisiana and Mississippi, if I'm not mistaken, correct? That's right, Yeah. And you've mentioned to me that your Southern grandmother was an amazing cook. So my first question for you officially is, Mm -hmm. tell us a little bit about your grandmother. Where in the South would you go see her? And what was a favorite meal that she made for you? I mean, take us right there. I want to know what it's like being in the kitchen with her. Share that memory with us. So first of all, they're from Bernice, Louisiana. Grandpa and grandma and them out that way, right? So anyway, we'd be out there in Millersville. Grandma, she loved to cook. She had a cast iron skillet going, and she had the grease warming up. she said, grandson, going on over to Lucky's across the street. Can you go on over there and pick up? Just give a butcher this note right here. And I gave the butcher the note, right? She didn't tell me what it was, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, so I, gave, I gave him the note. He know her because she's always there, right? That man said, here we go. And I say, okay. It's a chicken feed. He said, yeah, that's what she likes. And they cut it up for her and everything the way she like it. So I took it back to her. She already had the grease starting to go. She washed them off, cleaned them, seasoned them up, put oil, all everything she needed to a flour, and she fried them. And they little feet, little little skinny, you know what I mean? But little meat. But, bro, she was tearing them up. She's like, like, she from the South. <laughs> but the thing that I really loved what she made was they major in frying stuff. So her, her smothered chicken overall, like the legs and the, and, the, and the thighs, you know, with the gravy, you know, that stuff like that. No. But that was her thing. She makes some good peach cobbler, like so many things. But my mama is the one who really go crazy. Oh, really? My, my mama. What was her dish? She was the best ever. Want me to tell you what it was? You finna trip. Please. Chitlins. The intestine. Yeah, she would strip them. She'll make them. She'll clean them. She take a long time to clean them because you know you got to really clean them things. The, the boo boo, you know. She right. She'll cure them with vinegar. She'll do that, and she had her own little process. But she'll make sure she clean them twice. She'll get them already pre cleaned in the big red bucket, mm-hmm. and then she went ahead and did that. And uh, man, the way she do it and the way she seasoned it with the with the celery and and all the stuff that's in it that she got. I mean, it's the best. And we look forward to it like. 
that's like bigger than getting a present. Like a that's what all my <laughs> brothers and sisters like. We was we own that. Like right now, if somebody has some chillings and it came from the right source and it was good and it came from a clean person, I'm gonna knock them down. <laughs> it ain't nothing that you because it's bad for you because it's, it's pig, you know. So and it's pig intestine. But when you from the trenches like me, the the octagon, you know, what I'm saying the slums, you ain't tripping because that's our culture. Just like it's other cultures that eat other things. You know what I'm saying? That I'd be like, whoa. But I, I realize it's their culture. So anyway, to make a long story short and a short story long, that's one of my favorites that she do. And of course, you know, spaghettis and all the rest of the stuff, uh, hot water cornbread. She was making 7-Up seven, seven cakes before people even knew what 7-Up cake was. Banana nut bread. She got the best. She giving me the recipe. I told her I need the recipe to your sweet potato pie because it's the best in the world. And I'm going to use that as the goon with the spoon. Just remember, the sweet potato pie, the recipe going to come from my mom when y'all see it in the markets. For real? All right. I am excited because I've eaten your food. Now, you have restaurant working experience. Is that right? Okay. So check this out. Of course, I worked at McDonald's and stuff like that. But as I got older, I worked at this restaurant called the Commonos Restaurant in Venetia. Okay. I was a little youngster. I was a teenager. So a dude by the name of Lewis, right now to this day, he my friend. Lewis taught me how to do London broiled chicken going on blue, escargot, orange roughy, a little bit pan fried with almonds and butter and lemon. You understand me? Orange roughy. You know about orange roughy, right? That, that fish, orange roughy. Of course. Orange Al- roughy. Almondine. You, wow. you know what I mean? Beautiful. <laughs> I, was, I knew how to do that kind of stuff. You feel what I'm saying? Can you still? Can you still do all that stuff? I got to do it. I got to bring that back up to orange roughy. The orange roughy, the one, because orange roughy is a, is an expensive fish. People don't realize that's really a lot of people don't know about orange roughy. Orange roughy go crazy. Hard to get. It's hard to get. Yeah. Hard to get. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, see, I love that we have Lewis as one of your mentors. I love that he's one of your friends, and I think that that's the thing now. I mean, I was just at the Rock the Bells Festival in Queens, and there was a goon with the spoon booth, and I think that it's testament to how much people believe in you as a foodie because you weren't performing. And the line was like a mile long. And it was crazy because like when people found out you weren't there, they still were like, I still want to try his stuff. I watch him on Instagram. And that's your brand, Goon with the Spoon. I mean, you have the turf burritos, the sausages, different flavors of ice cream. And you've been actually called Goon with the Spoon for a while now. I know that in um, back in business mm-hmm. and I get down with Be Legit, Be Legit actually. Yeah, yeah. You actually Shout out to Be re- Legit. Yeah. Shout out. That's family, right? Yeah. And but you've been referred to as Goon with the Spoon before you were urging other people like myself to go to the comments and leave a spoon if you were tycoon. That's right. So here is my question. As this new persona of the Goon with the Spoon has emerged is there a signature dish that you cook to hold the title of Goon with the Spoon? I think that my uh, barbecue stuffed mozzarella meatloaf, and I do it with ground turkey and sausage. Well, you got it. That's too damn good. You need to break down how you make it, where this recipe came from. Don't. Come on, huh? don't get shy on me now. So you can make meatloaf however you want to make meatloaf, but I use certain things. Like I might use Ritz crackers instead of breadcrumbs. Yeah. So I also put a zucchini in my shredded zucchini. Okay. 
know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And I mix all that stuff up. And then, of course, egg. Little certain little things I don't want to tell you guys. You know, you season it to how you want to season it up, right? Of course. Okay, so then, uh-huh. then you throw your mozzarella cheese on their thing. You know what I'm saying? It don't, you put it, it on it or in it? Right on top of the layer. Okay. okay. You got one layer already, like making a cake, a layer cake. Oh, okay. A layer of meat, layer of cheese. Right, right. Then you put the meat right back on top of it <laughs> and even it out. Make your own sauce. Like what I do... Oh, that's another thing I forgot to say. I make my own sauce a little bit, like, you know, my little barbecue sauce. And then I mix it inside the meat, too, as well, before I even lay it out. I meant to say that. Okay, so it kind of permeates the whole thing, ties it all together. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot to tell you, I put parsley in my meat, too. Good call. You know what I mean? Chopped parsley. Yeah, yeah. So you put that cheese on it, then you put the, the other layer on it, then you put it in there, put a little bit of the sauce on top, put it in the oven, and then once it's get close to being done, yeah, you you know, cause you can always use a toothpick. You can check it out how you want to. You know, a toothpick always helps. You know what I'm saying? Then you put another layer of sauce, and then you might want to put it on the broiler at medium broiler Ooh. for maybe yeah, just for like maybe just to get get that little crispiness and get that little look on top with the barbecue sauce. Maybe for about maybe two minutes at the most. You know, but you gotta watch it. You know, when you do anytime you're dealing with a broiler, you gotta broiler. you gotta watch it. Yeah. Absolutely. So it, man and it come out, man, bro, I'm talking about the best ever, bro. Like it go crazy. That's I think that's one of my best dishes that go crazy. That's a go to because you could do it with ground turkey, ground chicken. Man, I'm coming over for dinner. By the way, I must ask. Yeah. Cause you know, I mean, been around been a legend just part of the hip-hop firmament for so long. I mean, I remember when Rap Pages was calling you $3 million man back in, in 94. Are there any other, like, surprising, like, foodies within the sort of small community of hip-hop legends that we might not know about? Like, people that low-key throw down in the kitchen that we never expect that you're tight with? Um... You know Ritz? I think Ritz can cook. Yeah? Ritz, the rapper Ritz. Yeah. I think I've seen him chefing up some stuff before. Uh, Trick Daddy, Warren G, he's a good barbecue guy. He yes. He's thing with the barbecue. Sniffing um, Griffin. Yeah, Sniffing Griffin. Uh, Snoop Dogg be throwing down. My partner Snoop Dogg, he be throwing down. Bum B, Bum B got his burgers, you know. And Handy throw down. Him and his wife, they throw down too. A word? Yeah, yeah, Bum B throw down. Well, and that's a perfect segue for me to talk about the meals of your biggest moments. Now, I touched on this briefly about your cooking videos on social because people genuinely love these things. And one of the things that I think is so cool, it's not just love by people seeing the rap icon playing around at being a cook. And the thing is, you really do have this skill, but you're also moving in much more famous circles than, than most. I have to ask, you're an experienced traveler. You've eaten at some of the finest restaurants all over the world. Take us to some of these incredible restaurants, incredible dining rooms, whether it's someone's home or someone's restaurant, and the meals that really have shaken you, touched you, made you, and bring us right there into that experience. Okay, I know this sounds different, but I was raised in the hillside of the V-Town, and in the V, we have a lot of diversity. We have, you know, all walks of life. And some of my best friends are Filipino. Okay. Growing up, you know? Yeah, so going to my Filipino friends' mom's house, to their house, and their mom's in there making lumpia, mm. which is one of my favorite, if not my favorite dish on earth. Wow. I'm telling you right now, eating at the lumpia company 
is quite the experience because we don't do traditional lumpia there. I, I just so y'all know, I said we because I am a part owner. I'm co-owner of the lumpia company in Oakland. Is that right? Yes, sir. Yes. So we do non-traditional and traditional lumpia. So we might make a pepperoni pizza lumpia. We might make a shrimp lumpia. One of our biggest sellers is our bacon cheeseburger lumpias. You know this sounds great, wow. doesn't it? Does it sound That's good, incre- right? I never thought of it. I never even thought of yeah. it. So for those of you who don't know, lumpia, kind of like the same thickness as a flauta, rolled sort of Filipino, more or less you'd say like an egg roll style. Mm-hmm. Now, what about international travels? Have you ever gotten any meals abroad? I don't care if it's a croissant at a cafe in Paris or if it's, you know, yakitori from a street vendor. Is Have there been any great meals you've had as you've traveled? I would say I was in Norway. And when I was out in Norway, it was a trip because it's like it's not a lot of selections. But the main thing that they love to make is a duck. Duck. So I ate duck. We know many of us have ate duck. You know, you get that from Chinese restaurants and all that stuff. But the way they did this duck, it was like fried duck and it was like pieces. And they were like, it would have like a sweet chili sauce to it. It was fried, like crispy, but it, it just went crazy. And, you know, with a little side of rice, you know, it's just like certain little things like that tripped me out. <laughs> One of my favorite, this ain't even in the national, this is in Napa. I love to go to Morimoto's. I always get it wrong when I say it, but you you familiar with that? You nailed it. You nailed it. You nailed okay, it. I know yeah. the man. I know the place. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You know, they got this wasabi shrimp that goes so zany. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they got some good food in there, bro. Everything at that restaurant is groovy like a drive-in movie. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I was also, uh, let me see, there's so many places, bro, but a lot of people are familiar with this. This is in Texas, and it's called Papados. Oh, of course. Have you ever been to Papados? I mean, Papas, they got they have the Papa Steak, Papado, it's a D-E-A. Papacitas. Right, it's Papa, then D-E-A-U-X. Yeah. It's, is how they spell it, like the New Orleans Papados. The Appaloosas, it's called the Appaloosas. I think I'm saying it right. I always, get, I always mess up words. You know, maybe that's why I'm the king of slang, because I'm always saying some crazy stuff, but... <laughs> It, but it's but I do mine. I trip. I, so it's it's like a catfish. It has this Appaloosa sauce on it. Then they give you the dirty rice that goes with it. Then they put the shrimp on there, and they put the crawfish, and they put the crab. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like you can you can substitute it out however you want. You tell them to get ready to crab and put more shrimp or vice versa, whatever. So that go crazy along with their boudin. You familiar with boudin? Come on, Bow Bridge. It's it's uh sort of like a loose sausage. And yes, it is like Bow Bridge is one of the, the sort of cores of Boudin in, I guess, sort of like closer to Lafayette, Louisiana. That's right. And it's like a loose, like where pate and sausage have a delicious spreadable baby. I knew you knew. I wish I hadn't said delicious spreadable baby. Uh-huh. On a farm that will live forever. I <laughs> feel some go- kind of way. I'm going on a watch list now. <laughs> You're going on a watch list for sure. No, but <laughs> I'm talking about their side. So with the Boudin, and then they got, you know, they got the, uh, the bacon wrapped shrimp that's the Best, the best that I've ever tasted. They bacon wrapped shrimp, Papa Dose. So I want to dive into these meals, the people closest to you. I mentioned this earlier, but I think. Especially 
if you're from the Bay Area, and I'm not just talking about, you know, people will know about loonies and people will know about Hammer and people, you know, not everyone goes back as far as Magic Mike and Spice One and, you know, will learn about all the the, the ways. When we say Magic, when you say Magic Mike, you're not talking about no, not the, the stripper, stripper Magic Mike. No, we're no. talking about a, a legendary rapper, Magic Mike and Calvati from Richmond, Calvin California. T, yes, sir. Two brothers that I love dearly and grew up on. I grew up on their music. They was before me. And that's the thing. And you and Too Short and the Loonies, and then like talking about AC alone and Dell and souls and hearing these different bay area legends and again you even were on kmel but with all of this stuff and the radio career and how many videos again i urge everyone look at rapper's ball see who's shooting pool in that you know that's tupac i remember you talking about like Pac rolling up when you were like on the ground writing and he just took takes out two thumpers lays them down and starts writing with y'all that you've had this experience and people like love those stories as much as i do but people unlike me don't get to see the great husband and the great father so i want to take if we can peel back the mailman and peel back the water and get to earl because as dad and husband what's your signature dish to cook for family they like pretty much everything i cook because i feel like my taste buds is like and i thank god knock on wood that i got some of the best taste buds in the world facts but they love when i make crab fried rice like, I make crab fried rice, and this is the know. best on the planet. Yeah. I know. They, that's oh. their thing right there. And then one of their favorite desserts is my snicker pie. I got a snicker pie that's out of this world. I mean, it'll make any bakery or anybody that, that like to bake, it'll make them jealous because it go crazy. I'm going to have that in my cookbook, The Goon with the Spoon. The snicker that's pie? That's definitely one of my recipe. The snicker pie is definitely going in there. You feel me? <laughs> I got to ask, by the way, before we move on, because we got one more question after this. Yeah. Has your mom ever tried your, did she ever get a chance to try your crab fried rice, your Snickers pie, or or any of the, the cooks that inspired you? We talked about it the other day. She loved my catfish. But I'm a, I ain't going to do catfish. I'm going to do bassa. Because bassa is, like a lot of people don't know, some of these restaurants, they might say catfish, but it's bassa. Bassa is like the cut of the catfish. What's your catfish prep? Is it fried? You do fried catfish like classic Mississippi? I do it fried. You know, I let it sit in, the, in cold water for a minute. Just, you know, I throw a little salt in there too, just to let it, any of the, because sometimes, you know, it has the brown strip in the thing. So, you know, you just let that do that and you dry it off real good. And then, you know, my go to, I ain't going to even lie, until I come with my goon with the spoon seasonings, when I'm doing seafood, I like to use slap your mama. Slap Your Mama is a great seasoning, like all-purpose seasoning. They did that. I got to give it to them. I use that seasoning when I season it up. So now as we head into this final section, the future meals, meals of your dreams section. Come on. We want to share what you're cooking up next. I know you're going to continue to expand Goom with the Spoon. So one of the things I love about you is as generous as you are, just how many cards to still hold close to your vest. Can you share with us a sneak peek or a little bit of like an advanced screener, if you will, on one of the new products or recipes? I know you were kind enough to share with us that we might get a chance to see that sweet potato pie. But what are some new products or a recipe that might feature in this upcoming cookbook? I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to have my corn dog recipe Whoa. using goon with the spoon sausages. I also have my wife special recipe, you know, because what's mine is hers. So 
Goals. So another one of my recipes, I'm going to tell you right now, is going to be my smothered turkey wings. Ooh. My smothered turkey wings are so delicious. And my oxtails, I got a cold oxtail recipe. I can't tell you the recipe because you got to buy the book. You feel me? So my three top dishes that I love like to eat personally. Yes, sir. To keep it one thou while with you is, I'm going to be honest, I don't eat these every day. Okay. Chitlins, lumpia, oxtails. Short ribs and baked turkey wings smothered in gravy. You feel me? And also meatloaf. I got to say my meatloaf is killer. I got to put that back up in there, too. That might be top five. These are things that I love to eat, man. I'm going to have chicken wing recipes in there, too, as well. It's going to be everything that they see on Instagram that I be cooking up. They're going to love the stuff that I got in store. I just love all kinds of food. You know, food is therapeutic and healing just like music is therapeutic and healing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let me hit you with these rapid fire. So here we go. As rapid as you want to be. <laughs> okay. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Best pizza topping. I'm going to say sausage. Best vegetable to eat raw. Woo. Maybe celery. It's a good one. If I'm eating celery, it means wings are close. So I'm okay with that. <laughs> Favorite cookbook of all time. Emeril Lagasse, but I don't know the name of it. Emeril, he, because you know, Emeril was our guy back in the days. You know, he still yeah. do it, but he was everybody's guy, man. He cooked, Food Network legend. He cooked food like we want the food to be looking and tasting. You know what I'm saying? Bam! Yeah. <laughs> Favorite condiment? Mustard and mayonnaise. <laughs> yes, sir. Okay. Best dip for French fries? Ketchup, of course. Fair. Favorite fast food item? You really want to know? Yes, sir. You really want to know? Kentucky Fried Chicken Apple Pies. KFC Apple Pie. All right. Favorite kitchen appliance? Tong. Favorite song you like to cook to? I'm Over the Stove by E-40. I've heard of that guy. And then I always add one question that is unique to each guest. So my question for you, it's kind of a three-parter. If these iconic E-40 tracks were foods sauces or spices what would they be the first track sprinkle me it would be a spice it would be a spice which spice would it be what would sprinkle me be if you had to pick a spice it would be an all-purpose spice fair enough like a good kitchen blend love it yeah how yeah. about tell me when to go hmm. what would that be what would tell me when to go be sauce spice or food what kind would it be that would be like a a dipping sauce, like some you can drizzle, drizzle over, you know what I mean? Tell them when to go. Oh, like, I love that. Yeah, because I got different flavor. That's another thing. When I come with my sauces, people are going to trip out because they're not going to be nothing traditional. But it's just going to be something you can put on anything, like everything. Love it. Okay, last one. One that I've had the pleasure of performing a version of with you. Choices. What would that be? Food, spice, or sauce, and what kind would it be? Choices is everything, because everybody got choices, you know, everybody. Outstanding. I have to tell you, it's always a pleasure to speak to some of the legendary talents that I get to speak to in the course of doing the meals that made me even better when you have a pre-existing relationship, but best when it's like this, where I get to learn new stuff about people I already respect, love, and admire. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, E-40, 
thank you so much for joining us, man. Good to see you, buddy. Thank y'all for having me. Well, the man, the myth, the legend, my friend, foodie, musical talent. Follow him on social. Pick up his food. Pick up his cookbook. And E, I am ready to drop that verse if you need me. Holla, I will come through because I miss your company and I need the validation if you're telling me that I have bars. You got bars. I already gave you that validation. But yes, sir. Anytime, man. It's always a pleasure when fixtures get together. Pull up. Let me know. You got it, man. All the love to you and your family. Love you, buddy. Thank you for joining us for The Meals That Made Me. We hope you enjoyed this incredible career-spanning interview with the legend E-40 and that you are inspired to dive deeper into the meals of your childhood, your mentors, your travels, and the meals that continue to take you places now and into the future. Join us next time as we talk with Brescia Lopez, co-owner of the very well-known Oaxacan restaurant, Gelaguetza. And we're going to be talking to her about the meals that have influenced her success. This podcast is produced by First We Feast in collaboration with Complex Networks. Our host is me, Adam Richman. Our executive producers are Chris Schoenberger, Nicola Lynch, and Justin Bolas. Our head of podcast production is Jen Stewart. Our supervising producer is Shiva Bayat. Our senior producer is Jocelyn Aram. Our associate producers are Nina Pollock and Catherine Hernandez. Our production managers are Shamara Rochester and Natasha Bennett. Our recording engineer and sound designer is Andrew Guastella. Thanks to the team at BuzzFeed. For more First We Feast content, head to youtube.com slash firstwefeast or at firstwefeast on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. If you enjoy these interviews and you want to hear more, then please drop a five-star review and we... We'll see you next time on The Meals That Made Me.